0: I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. Hello, and welcome back to the Build Your Best Family podcast. Today, we're talking about prioritizing and maintaining family time. This is something that I think is a crucial to building strong relationships, fostering communication, and creating lasting memories for your family. But I know so often as a busy mom, the time that I want to spend with my family gets whittled away by all of our responsibilities, demands of others that they put on us. Mm -hmm. fires to put out that we didn't Mm -hmm. know we'd have to deal with, um, (gasps) things we didn't anticipate. So, but that doesn't mean that this family time isn't important. And so today we're going to talk about some of the ways that we've done it over the past. We're going to share with you some of the tools in our coaching tool belts that we use to help clients prioritize time. Because we know it's important to make this time intentional, and we want to help you guys and equip you to do it for your families. So, welcome Jess and Elise back to the podcast today. Hi, happy to be be here. here. Okay, so prioritizing family time. What has been your experience, guys, with this? Is this something that's come easy for you, or is this something you've really had to fight for?
1: I would say in this in this world, we had to fight for it. You know, our kids were involved in sports. We had four children. There was a lot of stuff pulling on us to not be at home in the evenings when, you know, you could have a dinner, dinner time. There were games interfering with church. Yeah, tons of things. And of course, as they got older, more things that where they would be gone. And how are we going to protect some time at home, some family time? Absolutely difficult. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I I concur. It uh, from the time that Elise has raised her children to where I'm raising mine, I have teens now. Uh, it's it is an all out war to to secure and protect any kind of you know quality family time together for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think like when my kids were little, they were less busy, but I had to really clear draw a clear line between parenting them and spending time with them. Because Mm, I'm spending a lot of time with them, but I was instructing them and telling them what to do and taking them Mm, where they had to go. And that does not replace connection. That does not Mm. replace spending time with them. So, you know, jumping into our first tip would be establishing boundaries. I really Mm. had to be intentional to say, okay, this is the stuff of life that we can't control, although there's definitely connection moments within them. But then this is when I am going to spend time with my kids. This is when mm-hmm. school or work or uh, whatever else is in play is not going to cause my family to take a backseat to a relationship, to time spent mm-hmm. together.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and not surprisingly, the word intentional is one of the words you used. I I don't think it just happens. I think you have mm-hmm. to be, inten- what, what are we going to do and when are we going to do it and how are we going to mm-hmm. do it? So mm-hmm. I think that's really important.
2: I also think it's like it, the boundary thing. It's like establishing the rules of the time that you're setting aside. You know, sometimes it's it's like, okay, we're going to have family dinner. Well, what are the rules of engagement for family dinner? Can people have their phones? Can they be texting their friends? It, are we having a logistics conversation? What hmm. does this look like? You know, rather than, hey, guys, we're going to do family dinner. All the phones are going to go away. Maybe we'll put on some music. and. We're gonna have deep, meaningful conversations <laughs> to which my family rolls their eyes, like, "Oh, here's one of Mom's ideas again." Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, you kind of have to establish that first, so you set expectations, mm-hmm. and then it helps avoid, to some degree, the annoying, frustrating attitudes, you know, that you mm-hmm. might have to deal with.
1: Yeah, just mm-hmm. underline to some degree. I think that's been important. <laughs> one, one, of, one of the boundaries is. For for us as moms, you don't don't you know don't wiggle just because they're fighting it. Ooh, don't that's good. resist. Don't give up because mm-hmm. it it will be a fight. We had many stressful mm-hmm. dinner times, and there were times <laughs> that I was like, "Why why are we doing uh, this? They're just going to yeah. squabble." But I will say we had a couple of things that we did that were boundary oriented, and one of them was we did often have a little. Devo, very, very short, like one of those little flip calendars, like maybe even a line Mm -hmm. that we could, when we were settled, not every night by any means, we could talk about that thing and kind of somebody got the turn to read it. So it, it was a little bit of a competition, which was good competing to read something like that, you know, uh, focus on the family or something like that back in the day. And Mm -hmm. then we also had a talking spoon, especially when my kids were younger, but well into, you know, uh, I'm going to say when my oldest was, um, you know, 10-ish and down, we were using a talking spoon. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to talk, you got the spoon and you got your words in and nobody could interrupt you. So we had some boundaries like that. That's
2: brilliant, Elise. I love that. I wish I had learned that when my kids were young. Now I would hand them the talking spoon and they would hand it to the next person. (laughs) they are like, I'm not saying each each other with it. I'm sure (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) Oh oh, yeah. That happened from time to time where somebody refused to give up the talking spoon or somebody grabbed the talking spoon out of the next one's Uh, hands. I mean, again, it wasn't perfect, but it helped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's that saying, show me your calendar and your bank account and I'll tell you what you value. And I think that calendars are a really good way to get a big picture. If you were to look at your calendar to say, oh, I'm spending a lot of time on work. I'm spending a lot of time on my friends and my activities. Cause I've kind of, as I go into this what was this? Not empty nest. What? 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 Successful nest. Successful nest. I only have one kid at home now. I'm. I'm like, yeah, I'll go there. Yeah, I'll do this. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm spending a lot of time doing my things. Okay, so right. Kimberly,
1: that is absolutely a whole episode yes. that we need to talk about. But um, yeah. yes, but that's yeah. a that's a good one about yeah. your own boundaries and how, how and looking at a calendar, it's black and white or yep. whatever colors you may use, mm-hmm. and you can see where am I spending my time? Oh yeah. gosh, I'm out three nights this week. That's too much or whatever right. your your yeah. boundary is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. when you have one at home that's like, Hey, don't forget about me. Yes. Yeah. So just looking at the calendar and even glancing at what you've done over the last couple of months, like, wow, we haven't had a day when all five of us have done something together, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And so really stepping back and looking at where have I set my boundary lines How much is too much for uh, certain activities? You know, even sports, we put a boundary on, you know, you're not going to miss church for sports. And then we went into this season where I was like, okay, as a family, we're not going to miss church for sports. You can go if you can get a ride to the game. Mm -hmm. So her coach, my daughter's, my one daughter's coach, she quickly knew if I wanted Ellie at the game, I've got to go pick her up. And sometimes she'd even come pick her up at church, like- like we made wow. it work, but we, we put a stake in the ground and we said not in this season. And so those boundary lines are often hard to, to draw, but if we take mm-hmm. a step back, assess what's really important to us, we can draw them and then stick to them. And then what what I love about that is that we were not making decisions from day to day, week to week, because we've drawn the boundary line once.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. And that goes to one of your other, you know, sort of principles of raising children, which is the non-negotiables. I think that that's a very good boundary. Like, for example, church is a good example. That was not something we would talk about every week. Mm -hmm. That was just something we did. Yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't have to over and over. I mean, I would hear people say, I can't get my kids to go to church. And I was like, well, it's just not a, it's not a negotiable item in our family. Mm -hmm. Of course, when they're out of your nest, they they have to, they do what they do. Mm -hmm. But when they were in our home, that was, a hard line and nobody was angry about it. We, we it was pleasant. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like we didn't have somebody going, absolutely not. I'm never going to, but it was just, that's what we do. And if you yeah. do that young enough, I think people get the sense of in this family, we do X, Y, and Z yeah. and other things are not, other things may be up for grabs, but yeah. these three things or whatever it is. And I would say for us, dinner was definitely, I mean, until I until I really had to give in to some of the schedules of school and sports, we had dinner together, and I remember being very upset when it started to fall apart a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah,
1: but partially He's I had to chef. be. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Well, that I think that brings up another one of these things that were kind of like. Talking about it without talking about it is scheduling our yes. family time. Like yes. mm-hmm. you these days, in order to you know have a boundary, we create a boundary and intentionality. Then we actually have to schedule it. My my family lives by a color coded, mm-hmm. <laughs> very full calendar, but we subscribe to basically each other's you know calendars, and so you know, I'm still oh, yeah. mm-hmm. on the hook to shuttle my children to different places. But like you, Kimberly, sometimes it's like, okay, you can do that activity. I'm going to say yes to it. But mom, because I have a conflict, I'm unable to get you there. Mm-hmm. And so you then can schedule around, you know, different things, different priorities. I know for us, if if it is not in the calendar, it does not happen. Mm-hmm. And I have told my children multiple times, we've had circumstances where it's last minute because they've forgotten to have a conversation with either myself or my husband that they want to do something and it's like oh can you take me to such and such and so and so and we're like that's not in the calendar Mm -hmm. and they'll but I really want to and you're kind of like, uh, oh, sorry, you, you can see that there's mm-hmm. there's no space for that. Yeah. So in order for us to have any kind of meaningful family time, that has to be in the calendar. Typically, we will get, you know, one night a week for family dinners and once a month for a a collaborative family mm-hmm. activity or afternoon, which mm-hmm. for me, I want way more than that. Yeah. That's not my goal, but you know, in the season that we're in, I also don't want to fight with my kids or my husband about certain things. You know, for me, Mm -hmm. sitting at a baseball field for eight hours on a Saturday doesn't feel like quality or meaningful family time. But for them, it's like, yeah, we spent the day together. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I sat watching you. That is not quality time, in my opinion. But but I
1: think that's a good point. I think it is to your kids. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember at certain times, again, not wanting to fight the Sunday soccer games where we Mm. would travel all over the state. And Mm -hmm. at some point I was like, okay, then we're going to turn this into sort of a family day trip. Because Mm -hmm. it involved driving and it involved being somewhere different. Oh, maybe we'd find the local cafe and get, you know, some good sandwiches or we'd Mm -hmm. go to a bakery and they were famous for X, Y, or Z. So sometimes we were able to turn it into something that felt better than Mm. scrambling and running around all weekend for your kids' games.
2: Mm -hmm. I love that because that's like reclaiming. The calendar for intentional family time, like it's not like, oh, we got another tournament this weekend, you know, it's more like, okay, we have a tournament here, and we're all going to be there. So Mm -hmm. maybe the drive up or the drive back will, you know, include like a little stop. I think that's Mm -hmm. a really good Mm -hmm. See, yeah. Elise, you're just like yes. filling my soul with good stuff. Yes. Well, thank you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been I've been around a little
1: longer than this you. This
2: is it. <laughs> <laughs> you got the t shirt, my friend.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And
0: and on occasions like those where we're spending long times in the car, like I mm-hmm. I try to <clears throat> put in place a little bit of the you know no device rule, so that a mm-hmm. portion of that trip is for us interacting in some way, and I'll so I'll joke around. I'm like, nope. I have your attention. This is what we're going to do. So maybe it's a game. Maybe I'm, you know, just reading something or sharing something I want to talk to them about or asking them silly questions. But figuring out, like you said, to redeem that time, how to turn that time into something that's really quality, I mm-hmm. think is really, really Absolutely. important to do. Like finding those spots that can be turned into much more than what they yeah. start to be.
1: We, we, we thought of our car as a bubble because mm-hmm. we had a captive audience. They couldn't get out. And we would do devos like we did a cross country trip and we did them every day during the normal course of life, but still an hour long trip, an hour and a half Mm -hmm. going on. We took advantage of that. And my kids were pretty good about it because there was always a question at the end that somebody could, you know, really personalize. And we also, I remember like, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking, Adventures in Odyssey, Adventures in Odyssey my kids used to chant because <laughs> they wanted to hear another Adventures in Odyssey. We listened to, to those were I don't know if you guys are even familiar yeah. with them, but we had them all and new ones were always coming out and they were stories and my kids mm-hmm. really loved them. So were we constantly interacting? No, but we were listening to something together and there was often again questions at the end like so what did you think of that? Just simple questions. Mm-hmm, so, yeah. you know, those are ways that you can make that time more Mm -hmm. valuable.
2: Yeah. So you, Elise, you mentioned a couple of different resources and Kim, I know that you have a lot of resources for family engagement and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I hope we'll throw some of those in the show notes because for me, like the conversation starters, especially with teens are really helpful because oftentimes I find that with us, with Alex and myself, they tend to be more quiet. And, Mm -hmm. and yet when we, when we hit on a great conversation starter or question, then they'll talk the whole time. And so for me, it's kind of like digging to try to find, you know, Oh my goodness, what can I ask where they'll actually start to talk? Yeah. Because once they start and then they know that we're listening, then they don't stop. true. you know but it's like getting them to get to a place where either a topic or an idea that they're willing to engage in so I need a lot of those uh, but I was going to say I that's
1: something I would say keep it simple so you can literally google vacation starters or you can what have I done just just icebreakers because mm-hmm. I do those for my coaching when we're doing group group coaching. It can be so simple, like, mm. what is your favorite color and why? Or, yeah, interesting. you know, really simple, where would you like to go? Or
0: I'm trying to think of the one that we, we did, did one like, at Connect Group one time that was like, tell us about your shoes.
2: It yeah, was like the most really <laughs> simple
0: conversation yes. we have ever had because everyone had something well, to say. Yes. It was, it was fantastic. So just that's again, a good one. Yeah. keep
1: it simple, Jess. You know, it doesn't have to be yeah. what will really get them going. It's really sometimes the simplest question can
0: well, like, who's your favorite person story. on Instagram or TikTok right now? Right, yeah. I mean, they they love yeah. to talk about that. Just stuff. like what's in front of you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. As a parent, do you ever wonder if you're on the right path? Do you find that you have trouble making decisions because you're not sure if you're making the right ones? Knowing your values and translating them into behaviors that align with your parenting goals create a clear framework for decision-making. Understanding your why and letting it lead you is a game-changer because it not only will make family life easier and more enjoyable for everyone, but it'll give you and your kids purpose. And guess what? Your kids will carry this purpose with them long after they've left their home. I've created a step-by-step program that will walk you through determining your values and mapping a path to the family you aspire to be. It's called Your Family Roadmap. And right now, I'm offering a 30% discount off the regular $97 course fee for the podcast listeners. Just use the code ROADMAP30. Head over to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash resources and take the first step towards intentional and purposeful parenting. So So I do want to go back to this idea of like scheduling family time. Yeah. Um, You know, as coaches, we, we, I know that I've shared with my clients, I'm sure at least you have too, this idea of like, put it on the calendar and actually like stick to it like you would your hairdresser, a doctor's Mm -hmm. appointment. Mm -hmm. Because so often we kind of pencil things in or we think that we're going to find time to do these things. And like we're just talking about these car conversations and quality moments in the baseball field. Yeah, we we have to find those times and be open to those times. But let's really, you know, Make it a priority and mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. nobody's going to mess with this. And when it's yeah. on the family calendar and when you've talked about it with your family business meeting, no one can say we didn't know or we got too busy or my but my friend wants to hang out. No, look at the calendar and and say, hey, I can't from like two to three. But after that, I'm happy to hang out. I'm happy to go to mm-hmm. Starbucks, the bagel store, mm-hmm. whatever it is that mm-hmm. my kids love mm-hmm. to do. And I think that what's so great about that is that it really does teach your kids time management skills that they're going to need when they get older. They're going to need when Mm -hmm. they get to college and no one else is running their, you know, their schedule and Mm -hmm. being on top Mm -hmm. of them and making sure they're where they're supposed to be. And so I think that, you know, it doesn't have to be just appointments and work that we schedule, but fun can really be a great thing to schedule too
1: hmm Absolutely. Back to the intentional. And Jess, mm-hmm. you mentioned the color-coded calendar. We had a huge calendar on our wall. Everybody had a color. So we knew at least where people were going to be at what time, but we could also then add in those times if they weren't already on the calendar and say, okay, we're going to hold this as sacred time for us, or this mm-hmm. is a dinner when everybody can make it. So I want everybody to be there, whatever, whatever the case may be. And I think. It it takes having the calendar start there, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. filling in the calendar. It doesn't have to be color coded, but that can be fun if you have a bunch of different people and they can choose their (laughs) color. We did that. You know, somebody had purple, somebody had green. I went green, and then filling it in and then going over it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We did not. We our intention was to do it every Sunday evening. Did we do it every Sunday evening? No. But I can tell you, when we did, the week went better. No question Mm -hmm. about it. And we had more that we really wanted, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think that's important for me to, like, that's a good reminder for me. You know, we are in a busy season of life. Both of my kids are in club sports. You know, my husband and I are in, well, I'm in, you know, full-time ministry, but my husband is also, we're getting ready to start, launch a business. So, you know, they're- Busy times. Yeah, it's just so busy. And so for us- I think what you just said it's like weekly going through the calendar and where we have put that time on the calendar like this is our family activity day there's no negotiating mm-hmm. again this is like mm-hmm. nope I don't care if your friend is turning it has a keen say that you have been wanting to go to for a week <laughs> like Yeah right exactly <laughs> you're this is what we're doing yeah. so I think that that's important and again that brings up this other point. I just love how these flow, Kim, these points are so good. (laughs) But, you know, to have flexibility and adaptability, you know, so it's like, okay, we're going to have a four hour window on a Sunday or Saturday where we're doing our family time. But outside of that, Mm -hmm. you can hang out with your friends. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, block in other things. I think it's important that we don't become rigid with our family time. But mm-hmm. also, we do have to be protective of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, balance. Yeah. That's a very good yeah. balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: We went through
0: a season where the kids joined swim, and it was from five to six, and that was our dinner time. And so yeah. I shifted the schedule. And in that season, on those two days of the weeks where the kids were working out or doing their practices during dinner times, so we ate our meal much earlier on those days. It was kind of weird at first because you get stuck in your head that I have to have that sit-down family dinner at dinner time, but I. Mm-hmm shifted it so that when they came home from school at four, we'd have a, like a decent sized meal and then they would go to swim. And then when they got home, we'd have fruit and cheese just to kind of like tie them over because they just worked out. But like we shifted when things happened. And you know, what I love about that, what I, the fruit that I see in my kids because of that is their kind of resiliency and their flexibility as well. Like Mm -hmm. if we set and determine ourselves to do something, like for example, we went to go visit our daughters this weekend and things did not go as planned i accidentally booked our flight the opposite direction yeah oh no so at 5 a.m i'm scrambling to cancel my flight turn the uber around rebook i mean disaster but needless Uh, to say we lost about five hours of our weekend we did the math mm. with our girl with my girls and i was like devastated mm. but we were supposed to go play pickleball after lunch before dinner and we just we changed the schedule around. Like, yeah. we were like, okay, well, let's go play pickleball tomorrow morning. We'll get up a little earlier than we thought, and then we'll pick up so-and-so, and then we'll go here. Like, we we didn't just let go of mm-hmm. what we wanted to do together. My, my daughter was really excited to play pickleball with me and my husband and her boyfriend, and I'm so glad we did, because it was definitely the highlight of our weekend, but we... But the flexibility, because in our family, there was always this language of, oh, gosh, like that is, we have to move this around, but we're still going to make it a priority. We're going to reschedule it. Just like in business, if you have a client or a prospective right. client, you're going to say, oh, I'm so sorry, but when is when is the next time we can do it? You're yeah. not going to leave it mm-hmm. open-ended. You're not going to say, hey, we'll get to it another time and hope... You know, let me know when you have free time. You're never going to get that client back on your calendar. So like, Mm -hmm. let's say, okay, we can't do it now. When can we do it? So Mm -hmm. just that flexibility and having that language in our home, like where we're making this a priority where, okay, it didn't work out today, but can you just tell me when, you know, over the weekend we can reschedule this or do this instead, or when do you have more time? Keep that conversation going. Mm
1: -hmm. I think flexibility is really important. I think, again, non negotiables are important. So is flexibility because you don't want everybody to feel like everything that we do is an obligation. Mm -hmm. Family (laughs) time is an obligation. No, it's more like there's a balance. There's just a balance of, Mm -hmm. and also, Kimberly, I think about, you know, if you've been raised in too rigid an environment, then anything that changes is like Mm -hmm. devastating as opposed to just okay, let's reconnoiter, let's figure this out. So Mm. I think that's a really important life skill to teach your kids.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Agreed. I do want to talk about what it is that we do to fill that quote unquote family time. So I think that when we stick to a schedule, we start to create rhythms, right? Mm -hmm. And what do we put in those, those rhythms of spending time together? So what is it we do during those times? Part of those times can be used for family traditions. Part of those times can be used for, you know, family, I don't want to say rituals, but like, you know, is it a movie night once a month? Is it mm-hmm. an outing once a quarter? Like just you said once a month you reconnect for family time. So what are the, some of the things that you do in those moments? And then how do you come up with what
2: you're going to do? Well, so, I think for, oh, for us, it's, we try to, we try to have a Sunday afternoon once a month cuz that tends to be a time that doesn't have a lot scheduled in it most of our tournaments and games and stuff tend to be in the morning mm-hmm. so we'll we'll have a few hours on a sunday afternoon and we will just decide like what activity do we mm-hmm. want to do our family is very active and when we get out of our house then we tend to connect better mm, we you do know too. in inside of our home it's like there's just There's too many distractions. There's too many things to do. You know, there's work, there's laundry, there's whatever. It's just Mm -hmm, all the things. mm -hmm. So we've done day trips that we've taken the kids on. We've gone to museums. We've done like, we've done even like petting zoos, even when the kids are a little bit like past the point of that being cool. But it just gets us out Mm, of the norm. And that does help us make memories. It helps us, Mm -hmm. you know, connect we took the kids to Dave and Buster's or a qu- equivalent of Dave and Buster's. And again, we're doing like VR video games. Alex and I, it's like, that's not our thing. Like we're not, <laughs> you know, we don't love doing that, but we're there with those head sets and the kids are laughing at, you know, us doing these virtual things. And so it was fun. It just mm-hmm. created something fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Yeah. One of the things we've always liked to do
0: is kind of give everybody a voice. And say, Mm -hmm. okay, what is it that you think would be fun and have the, you know, especially at a young age and definitely as the kids get older, have them contribute to the conversation so that they take ownership over what it is that they're doing and that they get excited about what they're doing. And then also when you have that conversation as a family, if if it's something that you don't like, or I've, I've noticed that if it's something that one of my children don't like, because everybody feels like their voice is heard and they have an opportunity to suggest things, they know that every once in a while, we're going to do something that I don't like to do, but my brother likes to do. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I don't like to do what my sister likes to do. And so, or even mom and dad, like there's things that they're like, oh, what would they know? Yeah, I yeah. love it. <laughs> and so getting their buy-in, getting their enthusiasm, and then helping them to understand that we're, we're not always going to be doing something you want to do. And that's okay because that's what's, being in a relationship with other people is all about
1: mm-hmm. compromising. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. it's
0: So good. It's yeah. And
1: we, good. we did a lot of, you know, like seasonal things like we did mm-hmm. apple. We always did apple picking. We certainly had holiday traditions that we stuck with and everybody embraced them and likes them. And I'd say it might be something around food that we all decide like on Thanksgiving, for example, mm-hmm. as much as is possible People come home for the night before. We get up in the morning. We've got a apple cake. I always make my famous apple cake with brown butter glaze. And oh,
2: okay. We, Can we, we put that recipe
1: <laughs> in the show notes? I make it for my Mopscals. They love it. And especially when it's warm out of the oven. And we watch the Macy's parade. Like that, that's just what we do together. There's, so cool. and as I say, apple, apple picking, even those game days that I mentioned, there would be days where we'd agree we were all going to go. And then we would discover something. My daughter Farrell was always the one who would discover what's around wherever we were, if, if we were going somewhere for an overnight or whatever. But yeah, we had a lot of that. We had not so many successful family meetings. And I would say that was because of, they, they just were not focused enough and they dragged on too long. So cautionary tale there. But we did have the more regular around the table kind of thing. So that, you know, that's sort of made up for it in some mm-hmm. ways, but I think that's a great idea too. Um, and and then some spontaneous stuff of just, oh, nobody's really doing anything. Let's sit around and have bagels and coffee. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's put in a Starbucks order. And again, mm-hmm. all different, I'm talking about all different ages. When we were younger, obviously everybody's going along with the program, certainly movie night, did many of those and we'd have to agree on it. Or one person would get to choose that week, depending on the rhythm. And that's another thing. Family rhythms change a lot. Mm -hmm. And so what works one year doesn't necessarily work the next year. So you have to kind of keep, again, don't give up. I I think that's one of the key Mm -hmm. things. Don't give up. Keep figuring out what's going to work for us, for our family in this season. You know, a hike. We have a beautiful Mm -hmm. reservoir behind our home and reservation rather. And it's beautiful. And we had a dog. And when we had our dog, we'd, you know, decide on a beautiful Sunday afternoon, let's go up, let's go walk, mm-hmm. take a walk around the mountain, things like that, that just thank God we enjoyed being together. I think that was part of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and as you do. guys were talking to something really interesting that I I don't think I recognized or realized until just now that when we expose our children to preferences, likes, traditions that you know don't necessarily align with their personal tastes or preferences, it also teaches them to appreciate people and cultures and things that are outside of what they would naturally choose. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think it's so important when they do leave our home and they're on their own they're not going to, they're going to be more willing and more able to connect with more people because they've been sort of forced <laughs> to yeah, experience some it's of these other things.
1: <laughs> I, I would, my girls are often the leaders of a, an activity or a little adventure mm-hmm. because they come up with the idea. And I even think of my, my daughter, Farrell, who she's 35, travels back and forth from DC a fair amount, travels in general. She loves to get in the car and go. And she will often stop somewhere by herself, like mm-hmm. a cidery or an mm-hmm. organic farm or whatever, somewhere along the way. Cause she wants to make the trip more interesting. And cause that's the kind of thing we did. So I wow. love it.
0: it.
2: I yeah. love that. It's so cool. Yeah.
0: So just some last minute and Carla last, as we wrap up some encouragement, um, you know, when we create these rhythms in our home, when we prioritize family time, we create Something our kids can count on, right? And that yes. is what culture is about: providing a space where there's things mm. that they know will happen, that they know is important. I've said this on other episodes. I will probably keep saying this because we all can agree is that you know, outside of our home is so unpredictable. Our kids deal with so many things that one minute this is hot, and the next minute it's not. One minute you're in, one minute you're out, and the That's fact that true. we're creating culture in our home and we're creating things that are important to us and that are a priority and that they can count on creates a really incredible safe space for them that help them develop into young, healthy, curious adults. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right. Thank you guys for talking about this topic. I am ready to go get my calendar and put a few things on there. I'm inspired.
2: (laughs) And I'm going to bake an apple cake.
1: (laughs) it's an easy recipe and it's a good one. But I will say also that calendar is such a key. That is like sort of, you know, if I could say one thing that really helped our family organizationally, less chaos, knowing what's happening, it was that calendar. So I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of a good place to begin.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, I'd like to ask a favor. Can you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? Besides sharing this podcast with your friends, leaving a review is one of the most effective ways that you can support us and help get the word out about the incredible resources we have to offer. I'm passionate about helping families thrive, and your reviews help families find us. And remember, family culture isn't about perfect, it's about purpose.